If you're looking for success in the vacation rental industry, Heather Bayer and the team at cottageblogger.com are here to show you that it's entirely within reach. Welcome to Vacation Rental Success, the show that features interviews with industry experts, successful vacation rental owners, and more, all geared toward helping you make it happen. Here's your host, Heather Bayer. Well, hello and welcome to another episode of the Vacation Rental Success Podcast. This is your host, Heather Bayer, and I am delighted to be back with you for another excellent show of chat and discussion about the vacation rental industry. So I'm currently in an RV park in St. Augustine, Florida, a lovely spot. I haven't been here before. Uh, I know many of my listeners will know St. Augustine, and I know some of you actually have vacation rentals here. And just to let you know, you live in the most gorgeous spot. And I've been learning all about the history of St. Augustine. It's, it's something I love to do wherever we go throughout the US, is to dive back into the history of of an area and, and learn a little bit about how it came about and and the struggles and the challenges that these areas went through to turn themselves into the most beautiful locations they are today. It's something I was it was something I was talking about in one of my sessions that I did at the VRMA conference that I attended in Orlando last week. And I was talking about content for your website and one of the things was, you know, the, the historical significance of your location. And just about everywhere in our world has some historical significance that you can uh, that you can pick out and write some content on. And people will find it interesting and they're going to come and look at the content that you've written to learn a little bit more. So so that, that's just a little aside um, because I'm, I've been thinking about my own area. I'm currently preparing my own website for Kingfisher Cottage, which is my place. And I am using Alan Egan's Vacation Soup and his free website builder. And you're going to be hearing a lot more about that over the next few weeks, because as I build my site, I'm going to be sharing it on on the blog and and giving some insights into into um, how it's uh, how it's coming along and what I've had to do. And then, of course, as it gets launched, I'll be able to talk about how how it's working and what sort of traffic it's generating. So I've been thinking about the sort of content I'm going to be putting on the site and thinking about you know, historical significance of my own area uh, up there in Ontario. Having said that, I was at the the Vacation Rental Management Association Conference. It's a national conference in uh, Orlando uh, just over a week ago. I thought it would be useful to give you some uh, well, a bit of a, a summary of what went on over those few days. The people I met. The some of the sessions I went to and the general the general feeling of the group and there were over fourteen hundred property managers there and four hundred of those were first time attendees so it gives some indication of of the way the industry is is progressing it was the largest attendance at any VRMA conference so far and uh, it was a very animated three days. So I've invited today I've invited along my friend David Angotti from smokymountains.com. David and I sat down over 
a, a cup of coffee uh, in Orlando and we talked about the state of the business and we talked about David's um, keynote that he'll be delivering at VRSS 2018. We invited Wes to come along and and give a, and we'll do a workshop in fact on SEO or, or something, something along those lines, SEO, SEM, technical um, side of the business because I hear on the grapevine that Wes is, a, is an amazingly good and very funny speaker. So uh, that was that was great that Wes has uh, accepted our offer of a speaking slot at VRSS. Um, so without further ado, let's move on over to the discussion I've just had with David Angotti of SmokyMountains.com. So I am pleased to have with me today David Angotti from SmokyMountains.com. Um, for those of you who have been listening for a while, you'll have heard David on the show before. David is, well, he's going to tell you a bit about himself to start off with. So I will just hand it over to you, David. Good morning and thank you for joining me. Yeah, good morning, Heather. It's great to be speaking with you. Of course, it was good to visit in person with you just last week. So um, excited to uh, talk through the, uh, the conference with you. Well, it's it's lovely to have you here. So, so just for the benefit of those, I, mean, I have a lot of new listeners, um, and we'll talk about why I have a lot of new listeners in a moment. But let's, uh, for, <laughs> for, for the benefit of them, could you just give us a sort of quick potted history of um, of SmokyMountains.com and um, you know where you are now in the business? Sure. Yeah, um, we started in 2013 as a um, as a website for the Smoky Mountains region that wanted to touch every visitor to positively impact every visitor to our area and people laughed at us they said hey you can't do this um, it won't happen we didn't even know how we would monetize the brand at that point uh, later on we figured out hey we're gonna monetize it through property management and um, now I refer to that as a, a period of naive optimism in my life where I thought I had it just all together and it was gonna be easy and money would rain from the skies um, we uh, we learned some lessons along the way but actually did uh, create one of the fastest growing property management companies in the country growing from zero to over 100 units in a little over two years, uh, we learned a lot of things. One of them was that uh, it, it, it's a difficult uh, industry. There's a lot of moving parts to it. And my business partner and I, we both have a background in tech. So we decided to actually sell off the property management business to Vacation Rental Pros and Steve Milo. Um, after that, we have pivoted. We, we kept our entire brand, the SmokyMountains.com brand, the website that's reaching all these travelers. And we're now a niche OTA listing site for our market right here in the Smoky Mountains with about 1,000 properties and 400 hotels on the site. Well, that, that's fantastic. And, you know, I love, you know, I love SmokyMountains.com. Um, featured it in my presentation on um, growing content for for your website because i think it it is it just epitomizes what a great location website should should look like um you know because you 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 had that look even before you came out of the property management side of the business so so the site itself hasn't really changed a huge amount that's correct. I mean, pretty much the biggest change at this time is uh, we've added more properties to it because instead of just having 100 properties we manage, now we have about 1,000 properties and better selection for the guest. Um, that, that, that's part of what drove the decision to exit the property management side as well. We wanted to create that website that would be 
everything that anybody needed when they were booking a property here. And it allowed us to expand the inventory on the website. It allowed us to just uh, reach more travelers at the end of the day. But we, we are very passionate about uh, content and content marketing and all of those types of things. Well, it, it's a real departure from what people expect an OTA listing site to look like. So let, let's just, uh, I mean, we're going to talk about OTAs in a little more detail as we go on <laughs> in this conversation. But but just in terms of SmokyMountains.com, you, you call yourself a, ni- a niche, niche, whatever you like to call it, OTA listing site. Um, but it, as I say, it's a, it's a big change from what we normally expect from a listing site. Is, is, is that all that stands you apart? You know, I, I would say the biggest thing that actually sets us apart, uh, the, the single biggest thing is we want to help people. Uh, that is that is what drives us as a business. We strongly believe if we help every traveler, even if we don't make money from them today, we will we will help our brand develop into a powerhouse brand here in this market. So that's the the biggest single thing that sets us apart. Um, a, another thing that does set us apart is we intimately understand the property manager's side of the table. You know, I think at this time, I, I don't think I'm uh, misspeaking here, but I think we are the only listing site that's owned. Uh, completely by former property managers. So we do understand that side of things better than, say, a HomeAway or an Airbnb, whereas uh, you know the leadership there isn't former property managers. Yeah, and that, um, that, that to me, as a property manager myself, makes a huge difference. I mean, we're, with, I mean, we're going to talk as well about some of the suppliers um, who were exhibiting at, at VRMA, and, and it came. It, it was it was it was very clear to me when I came across suppliers who were trying to market something, whether it was an app or or a service or even a product. That those who had been in the industry, had worked in it, were and and had intimate knowledge of it, were so much better able to sell what they were selling. Exactly. You know, when, when you're talking with a vendor, perfect example, at like a property management software, and uh, you ask them, hey, does it have this feature, whatever it might be, maybe gap night filling or, uh, you know, a million different features that you need as a property manage, manager. And they look at you with a glazed over look and they don't even understand what you're asking. <laughs> you know, the warning bells start to go off in my head at that point because you have people developing a software for a, a, a business that they don't fully understand. So, yeah. We, we see that over and, and over again, talking to the different vendors and different mm. people that are, are, are suppliers, really, for the industry. Yeah, well, well, we'll come back to those later on. What, I, what I'd like to do in our discussion today is to sort of summarize what VR, the national VRMA was all about this year, what our key takeaways were, what was most interesting, and if there's a sort of theme that... Um, that, that surrounded the event. And, um, you know, I think we should start out with um, you know, talking about the, the, the general sessions because that structure of VRMA tends to run in, in much the same way in that there are some keynote sessions where everybody attends that are led by industry leaders, thought leaders, quite often, as there was this time, there was a motivational element to it in the uh, in the final presentation but i'd like to get from you david what 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 were your standouts from these general sessions wow that's a, that's a huge question we got for an hour on that um, <laughs> the uh the, if i were to put it like all into like just a, a little phrase is 
it, it would be what it, what does the future look like? And, uh, you know, I, I think that's a theme we saw over and over again in, in the breakout sessions as well as the general sessions. Where are we going as an industry? Because we're, we're starting to mature. Finally, we're reaching more of the of the or, you know, we're approaching uh, rapidly approaching 50 percent of people have stayed in a vacation rental, whereas that was below 10 percent in just 2010. So we, we were being forced to mature as an industry and, and have questions around you know, what does this look like going forward? And I think that was the kind of the overarching theme that I saw over and over again at the at the conference. Well, let, let's just kick off briefly with um, there was an Airbnb presentation, uh, a general session and one from HomeAway. Did you attend those? I sure did. So, so I went and and I, I'm not going to pronounce Nate's last name because I didn't write it down. So, so un, unless you have um, complete command of his surname, I'll just call him Nate, the, one of the founders of Airbnb. I, I call him Nate the billionaire. <laughs> oh well, his last name does begin with a B, so I, I guess that will do, that will do well. I'm not sure uh, if that's the right pronunciation, but that's that's how I pronounce it. <laughs> well, when I came uh, when I came out of that, and somebody said, "Well, what did you think about it?" and I said, oh, "It didn't excite me. It was I actually felt it was a churned out. Or may, maybe this is unfair, but it felt like you know he's done this one before. He's going to get on stage, deliver it again, walk off, go home, job done." I, I didn't find it that inspiring. Um, didn't make me want to run off and and, and become an Airbnb advocate. Um, what about you? I, I agree with that in part. But what I would say is the fact that he is at the conference now actually speaks volumes. Um, Andrew uh, from Rennet actually wrote a, a recap of, of the of the conference and what they learned. And, and he, he brought that fact out, you know, just a couple of years ago, Airbnb wanted nothing to do with us. They, they thought the future was these individual property owners and, and really didn't want to associate with the big property managers. They weren't making a big effort. They had their little booth, but that was about it. Now here we are just a couple of years later and one of their co-founders is keynoting uh, the event and and they're trying to roll out tools that will help the property managers. I think that they are beginning to see that property managers are a big part of providing a high-quality stay to the guests. So I think that that was the bigger message than any individual message in his actual presentation. Yeah, yes, I, I will go along with that. And I'm experiencing it myself at the moment as a property manager being courted by Airbnb. Uh, you know, having, having the, the rep turn up on my doorstep with flowers. Um, and this is not this is not the doorstep of my office. This is my home, um, which is, of course, where my office is. But it does it does strike me as you know, you know, am I that important that he's driving two and a half hours out of Toronto to come and visit property managers in their in you know in their offices in rural areas? So so there is there is a definite move to to bring us on board and and actually it's working because we are currently moving to to listing a dozen or more properties on airbnb as a, on a trial basis so uh, to, to that extent yes i i i agree that that there is a move forward i just i, I don't know i just expected a little bit more dynamism there, there wasn't a whole lot of emotion uh, to the presentation, in my opinion. I, I, I told several people afterwards the the most emotion I felt at any time uh, during the 
the presentation was actually when he played videos of other people speaking or of the stories or the ads rather than when he was actually speaking. So that was a little disappointing to me because I felt like a brand like Airbnb, you have so many just incredible stories that you could use to to weave a greater message that would resonate with a group of almost 1,500 property managers and industry experts. So I did feel like it was a bit of a missed opportunity for them on that front, but um on, on the side of them actually showing up and, and sending a, a top person, we were, uh, we were pleased to see that. I've been looking at uh, Andrew McConnell's uh, blog post, which is um, what we learned at VRMA National 2017, and I'll put a link to that on the show notes um, because Andrew, as ever, makes some very, very good points. He's always got his finger on the pulse, so... Uh, you can go check out that uh, that that blog post uh, as well. Okay, so um, what about HomeAway? Did you sit on on the discussion on uh, Market Maker? I did. Um, Market Maker is one of those interesting ones. Um, I find it interesting that at at VRMA they have their little spiel every year about hey we can't even talk about pricing with each other. You know that's that's uh, FTC considerations. Don't talk about pricing with a competitor. All of that. And then uh, we see a keynote that's all about pricing and not just pricing, but one player wanting to control pricing for every single property manager in the entire building. That was what really resonated more than anything with that that particular keynote with me than the, say the technology, which um, the technology has some flaws. I think it will get better over time. But the bigger thing is what, what kind of supply and demand, what kind of fair trade considerations, um, you know, uh, are at play here when we have one player that's going to control a huge, huge segment of the market now also wanting to control pricing. And I, I think there should, uh, there should be uh, some serious, uh, uh, strategic concern on the part of HomeAway with how the FTC may eventually weigh in on that. One one thing that's really interesting to actually stop and think about is when you look at the history of HomeAway and how they rank properties, you know, we moved from the tiered listing that we're paying extra to the best match. And you wonder how opting in for something like Market Maker will eventually impact uh, uh, your, your rank there on HomeAway. And then you think about how they're testing the various levels of traveler fees. They're trying to get every percentage possible out of the, the traveler fee. Well, now if they can set your rate for you, mm-hmm. and now they can bump you to a higher position when they do that, they can get a higher uh, overall traveler fee. And so you have to think about it from an investor's perspective that's investing in HomeAware, the leadership there that's trying to make the investors happy. That, that's what this is all trying to accomplish at the end of the day, is to set the rate that will produce the maximum number of conversions at the maximum traveler fee, uh, ultimately. And so when you think about that, you know, it starts to, you know, you probably have a little bit of uh, more caution with how you might approach this. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, at the end of the day, they they are a business. And, you know, I I hear a lot of the, the grumbling and the complaints on different Facebook groups, particularly from independent owners. They're being impacted um, by this. I sometimes come back with, with, would like to give back the response, you know, come on guys, this is a business. They're not here just for you. They're here to, to make themselves more successful. Yeah, yeah. At the core, it's a simple decision for a property manager, a property owner, whoever it might be. Is this booking channel positive ROI for you? 
If it is, you probably should be doing it. And if not, you probably should not be doing it. But at the end of the day, they control their business. It's their business, not yours. So you kind of lose uh, the right to complain when you choose not to develop your own brand. When you make that choice that, hey, I'm going to be completely dependent on other brands' decisions, then then you lose the right to complain. Absolutely. I, I, I'm saying no more on that topic. Let's move on <laughs> to to our favorite general session. Because I, <laughs> there is there is a lot to say about this. This was the first, in fact, the first VRMA conference that I, I actually got to meet um, Simon Lehman and actually f- from Focusrite and to have a conversation with him. I mean that that guy is is savvy, isn't he? He is incredible. Yeah, we had a chance to uh, have drinks the last night as well as have lunch with him one of the days and uh, enjoyed every minute with, with the man. He's, uh, he's just a wealth of knowledge about the whole travel industry. Yeah, Andrew, Andrew McConnell calls him the, the godfather of, of the industry. And, you know, every time he opens his mouth, there's something, something that you just want to hang on to. Um, I, I had a, a quick discussion with him. We were, we were standing actually looking at the, there was a board in the registration area where people were writing down what topics they wanted in, included in future conferences. And one of those was how do we deal with um, with RBOs, with rent by owners, you know, with independent owners, which which obviously is is an issue with many property managers as the OTAs are giving uh, are giving owners the um, perception that that they are doing the work of a property manager. And, and Simon said, did you know that um, it's, it's somewhere between 60 and 65% of properties in Europe are rent by owner? And that, I said, wow, I didn't. That was, that was quite shocking how many there are um, in, the, in the RBO space in Europe. I mean, when you look at it, most of our markets in the U.S. may not be that high. Um, but, there, but there are a lot of rent by owners in almost every market here. And then you have all of the houses that aren't even on the market at, at all on the rental market. They're just second homes for people. And it's, uh, it's exciting uh, to, to, to be a property manager in times like these because when you look at how fast technology is evolving and, and how fast consumer uh, demands are rising – there's going to be this, uh, this date at some point in the future where for many rent by owners, it doesn't make sense anymore. And, and that's going to be an opportunity for property managers to, to really excel at what we do best. The, the property managers that are leveraging the technology and, and building relationships now with repeat guests and all of those things. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's, def- it's certainly the way I see it going in, in my part of the world. So, so Simon opened up this, uh, this general session, which was called, you know, is, is there a future for property managers? Which is interesting. And it was probably the reason why that room was absolutely jam packed. Because I think we've, we've heard this question before. And and I think many of us were there to you know to get some some splash of you know inspiration and aha moments from these guys, which I think we got. So who did we have? Who did we have on stage? So we had uh, we had Simon Lehman and Jody. I'm not going to try to say her last name. Um, so so basically a good cross-section of different sizes of property managers, uh, people with different uh, flavors of experience, and um, it just uh, 
uh, a panel that could probably answer almost any question you would throw at them. So it was uh, it was a fascinating time. Simon kicked off with about a 20 minute or so keynote before then they sat down in an intimate Q&A style format where Simon asked uh, Jody, Ben and Steve different questions and gave, and gave them all the chance to answer them. Yeah, I'm just going to I'm just re- review those um, those people on stage because I slightly lost you there on the on the um, on the Skype input. So we had former president of VRMA Ben Edwards, who's been he's he's been on um, this this podcast twice, three two or three times now. Jody uh, Taylor Rafosco from TaylorMade Deep Creek Vacations, who is a board member of VRMA, and. Um, as, as Andrew McConnell calls him, crowd favourite Steve Milo. And if anybody's, <laughs> if anybody has has been to previous uh, VRMA events and and heard Steve's unfiltered approach to OTAs, um, unfiltered is is perhaps a a kind word. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, honest is another word because yeah. so often. When, when, when people take the stage, they feel the, uh, the need to sugarcoat everything. And I think it's, it's helpful to have somebody that will stand up there and say, hey, this didn't work and, and this did. And once you get that information, that's, that's quite valuable to you as a property manager. Yeah, I, I, th- I think what makes it surprising is that these events in the past have been um, so, sp- to me, so sponsor-oriented and have leaned so heavily on... <laughs> on the sponsors who are primarily home away airbnb the otas are sponsoring these events um trip advisor have always sponsored lunches you know you get your lunch and there it it is sponsored by trip advisor so i think in in the past vrma have have perhaps erred on the side of caution when it comes to what um what simon called ota bashing <laughs> to, to, to some degree, I mean, he did have to, to have to remind the panelists that this was not an OTA bashing session, but it did get into into that area. So let, let, let me just have your take on the on the session in general. What were your takeaways from what these guys were saying in answer to the questions that Simon had for them? Yeah. Can I actually start with Simon's uh, presentation? Because I definitely have some uh, from that as well. Sure. Okay, so so like I was saying, Simon kicked off with with twenty minutes or so of just fantastic insight. Um, but there are a few little things that that, that I took away from it. Um, one being that it's not all about the experience. You know, we have this idea of hey, to reach millennials or to reach the different traveler groups, it's all about the experience. That's the only thing that matters. But he put up a a, a slide that showed that actually, for the average traveler today. Value and location are just as important, if not more important, than experience. And so it, it helps balance uh, uh, our approach when, when, you, when you realize this is real travelers and what they're saying. Um, then he got into why, why are people traveling, and, and he broke it down with some beautiful data. But at the core, he, he answered that question with, with the simple answer of spending time with family and friends. That's the reason people stay in vacation rentals. Um, he looked at just the the surge in growth that was incredible over uh, the past uh, five to seven years, you know, uh, I referenced it earlier, but how, how we were below uh, uh, 10% of the U.S. population having stayed in a vacation rental just in 2010, and now we're rapidly approaching half. Um, and, and, and then he, he explored where is that growth occurring? 
And, um, and in my notes, uh, I actually jotted down a, a, a note that said, don't let a bias ruin your business. And, and it was from the perspective of most people only want the longer stays. But from 2012 until 2016, stays of three nights or less have grown uh, from 24% to 38%. So we have these ideas in our head and, and we need to kind of retool those sometimes because maybe shorter stays are where some of the profits set. And you think about the reasoning behind that and he, he alluded to it, but it's it's hotel guests that we're winning over to our industry. And, and when you win those guests over, then they may take a longer week-long vacation with you. Um, and uh, a, a final uh, just uh, note from that session or that keynote portion of that session with Simon was that currently for the average property manager, 70% of bookings are coming from online booking channels today. And um, I think that's an important number if you're in property management, because if you're coming in above that, then there, there's substantial risk to your business. If you're coming in below that, then good for you. And keep trying to make that number smaller and smaller um, each, uh, each year and each season. So those would be the high level uh, just uh, notes and thoughts that I would have from Simon's um, portion of the presentation. So then uh, the mic starts to get uh, passed around and, uh, and Simon begins to ask uh, different questions about how to, how, uh, how important is creating a brand and, and what's the future look like and what should people be doing? Um, I, I have uh, a note here from, uh, from something Ben Edwards said that, that stuck with me. And, and he basically said that property managers need to quit living in this utopian world where we're completely dependent on the booking sites and, and they handle all of our uh, lead generation and we're, and we're good to go. Uh, because at the end of the day, we, we're going to have to start transitioning to building a brand that people will return to time and time again. And by doing that, we're, we're creating a sustainable business for ourselves and our, our owners and our families. Um, and I really thought that that was a, a valid point and something that 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 I have believed since day one in this industry, we have to build brands that, that help people and that, that are sustainable. Um, Jody, um, she didn't get as much of the spotlight, but I think she had some things that were pretty, pretty interesting that she talked about, you know, how they've been able to build a, a sustainable brand. That's not as dependent on Google AdWords. It's not as dependent on the listing sites. And, you know, she would just say little uh, facts and percentages. I don't have them all written down on the percentage that they're getting in repeat and direct bookings that were just really fantastic. I would have liked to have heard more from her. I'd love to sit down mm -hmm. for uh, a coffee with her and pick her brain on how she's been able to do that. Because um, I guarantee you she has a wealth of knowledge uh, on that topic. Um, and then uh, Steve kind of, <laughs> kind of stole the, uh, the show. Um, and uh, he, it wasn't all bashing uh, different people. He had some really good nuggets of, of marketing advice in there. One of the things he said was, drive your marketing firm or, or, or marketing staff to do better work for you and focus on the content and the photos and the strategic long tail keywords. You know, don't, don't just go after those, that, that one term that everybody thinks of in your market. And I thought that was just uh, one of those hidden gems that people aren't really talking about too much after the conference, but I, I think he nailed it on the head with that. And, and that was really, really great feedback. Um, another thing, uh, that, that Steve was talking about was the the OTA middlemen, uh, and it's this idea that there's these these channel managers that sit between your property management software and ultimately a listing site that the property management software doesn't have a native integration, um, and and 
you know, he, he said you could put lipstick on a pig, but, you know, the, that's what they are at the core. They're OTA middlemen. They, they aren't going to be here for the long haul. They're a necessary piece of technology in the interim that will likely become less and less important as the industry evolves. My, uh, my business partner, Wes Melton, and I were talking about it afterwards. And, um, and Wes said, all these OTA middlemen or, or, or channel managers are is a feature that the PMSs should actually already have. And, and I was thinking about that, and it reminded me of an app that I used to have on my iPhone, the flashlight app. And it was obliterated when there was an iOS update with the flashlight app built right there into iOS. And so you think about that and think about what this could look like over time. Over time, all of the property management softwares may integrate with most of these big channels and just decimate the need even to have these OTA middlemen. And and that's, I think, what Steve was saying there. Um, and, and he actually sent out an email to his private email list after the conference uh, suggesting that we all need to be testing uh, the OTA middlemen. And the idea there is we don't really know exactly what they're doing. Um, do, we, do we distribute property through them and they maybe increase it uh, to a higher price and keep the spread? Um, are, they, you know, are they doing that without our permission? He suggested we take screenshots. We understand everything that they're doing because they're a piece of technology that's actually representing our brand somewhat. And we need to understand that uh, intimately. And then uh, the final thing that Steve said that stuck with me was to Simon's final question, which was, is there actually a future for the property manager? And Steve said something that I think was spot on. Yes, there, there is, but, but not for all of them. And he talked about how we, we have to embrace technology. We, we need to be moving quickly in the space. We need to understand where it's going. And he, he even said it, it may be time for some people that, that don't understand technology and don't have the ability to get caught back up in that area. It may be time for them to sell their business or get out you know, now while they still can versus go out of business later on. And I think that that was uh, spot on. What, what do you think the message would be to the smaller managers that were there, you know, taking in mind what Steve's saying that, you know, if, if, if you're not um, going to focus and adapt to focus on technology and adapt to change, what about people who are just, just coming into the business who have, um, who, who are about to start maybe with one or two properties or maybe haven't even got into the business yet? What would be the message that they would be taking away from that session? I would hope that the message say they would take away is we are agile. We can move quickly. We can test different types of technology much easier than a big brand can. You know, when you have a couple hundred properties, it's very, very difficult to test pricing technology or different property management softwares or, uh, you, you know, all these different pieces of the puzzle. But if you only have one property or 10 properties, now's the time to really determine what works and what doesn't and then scale that as you grow your business. Use that to drive growth. Use that to just be a catalyst uh, uh, for, the, for the entire business in every area and, and figure out how to leverage that quicker than, say, a big property management company can. Mm-hmm. I, I came away from that session feeling really optimistic, um, more so on the, the idea of th- that creating your own brand is still a possibility. If, if you work hard enough at creating your own brand, then th- there is more of a likelihood that you're not going to be trampled over. 
I agree with that 100%. And and what I would say is when you build your own brand, you've created a protective moat around your business because most people are too lazy to do it. Most people aren't going to do exceptional things when it comes to marketing and helping people that are visiting. So when you choose to do that, you actually choose to build a brand for the long haul, a brand that will be here a decade from now. That to me, that session was probably the highlight um, of the event. Um, what about uh, what, what else did you go see, David, that stood out for you? You know, I was in meetings quite a bit of the time, so I only got to duck into a few different sessions. I, of course, I enjoyed yours on um, on developing a, a, a content-centric approach to growing a brand. I thought that was an exceptional um exceptional session and there were several around content that that I got to see a little bit of that was um, that was uh, they were really good and, and more importantly I like to see the industry shifting that way instead of just a, a, a I call it the me centered approach book my my uh, property or here's how to make a, a photo look even better than the actual property looks you know that that outdated approach to marketing it's a it's we're, we're transitioning as an industry to trying to help people which I, which I love to love to see and and we're seeing that in the vendor showcase we're seeing that uh, in sessions now um, at, on the whole one thing that I enjoyed this year was we saw saw more property managers on panels instead of just vendors. And I, I definitely want to see more of that in uh, subsequent years. And uh, yeah, but overall, the, the quality of the content, I think, was higher than it's been in past years. Yes, yes, me too. And, and I did notice that, um, that the, uh, the level of vendor uh, visibility in the breakout sessions was a little bit less than it has been in previous years. And the, there's more, there were more property managers out there, as you say, on panels and doing their own breakout sessions or doing it in partnership with somebody else who were talking about what it was like to, to be in the trenches. Um, and it, it was, to me, that was, that was a huge part of the value of the event. I agree. Which, which of course, is what we do at VRSS. So, you know, I, I can't talk about VRMA without getting in a plug for um, VRSS, Vacation Rental Success Summit 2018 in San Antonio, May 18th and 19th next year. And I'm going to be there. <laughs> you are. You're delivering a keynote, which, um, which we can't wait to hear. And, uh, and of course, we've, we've invited your business partner, Wes, to, um, to deliver um, a session as well. So you'll be well represented. <laughs> And since we're plugging it, I have to mention a couple of the advantages of your conference over VRMA, in my opinion. Um, the, the biggest by far being the networking is is quite a bit better. You're, you're in a, a, a much more closed ecosystem, if you will, where we're all staying at the, the same resort and doing the same things and having these uh, intimate dinners with each other and uh, going out on a, a boat ride, I, I believe. You know, these kinds of uh, networking opportunities where you really get to know somebody. And then after the conference, you have that contact in your phone where you can reach out to them. They can reach out to you and you can solve the the property manager problems of the day. And that's been really valuable to me in past years. Uh, the other, which is uh, which is perhaps not as important, but but seems like it in the moment, is the quality of food at your conferences is way better than VRMA. At VRMA, I can't eat the food that they serve, but uh, but at your conferences, it's excellent. Well, you know, we we we've been spoiled in Toronto for the last two years. I, I'm but I know that Mike's been down to San Antonio, and that was that was one of his major goals <laughs> was to go and sample the food. 
<laughs> food, food is important. You know, you're, you're, you're that's right. You're you're on the go from from seven in the morning right the way through to the end of the evening. You need to be sustained in some way. Um, so we are. Gosh, I can't believe we are moving on in time here. So I, I want to talk about um, vendors and what what was out there. Was anything was did anything new come out there that um, that was of interest to you? Amy Highnote uh, of VRM Intel actually came out with a uh, a benchmarking tool that I was able to demo at the uh, on the trade show. That was probably the 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 coolest thing I saw out there. And basically it allows you to, 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 to really understand how you're doing against uh, your market as a whole, the competitors in your market. Um, uh, what are you getting per year and per night? Uh, you know, and drill down by, by features like bedroom size, view type, location, all of these different things. So you really understand where you are compared to the competition and the market as a whole, which could be a, a very important owner education tool as well as pricing uh, and strategic decision tool. And um, I'm really excited to see what she does with that long term. It's in the very early stages. I can tell you the dashboard looked fantastic. The data she was showing me looked great. Um, always a, a fan of anything she's working on. So um, I'm eagerly uh, 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 watching uh, that tool and what it's going to become over the next year to 18 months. Yeah, so I, I would definitely keep an eye on that. We saw something interesting, too, as, as we, we were looking at the floor. Uh, Wes and I were having a discussion about how many technology providers there are today versus a couple of years ago. And when, when you look at that, you could see how important technology is becoming to the average uh, uh, property manager because people didn't care about things like smart home just two or three years ago, but now that's a, that's a, a buzzword and we see a couple providers out there for that or dynamic pricing was something that was still magical or, or not even in the heads of property managers just three years ago. And now we have multiple tools that are doing that. And, and we've been in contact with these people for the, the two or three years now. And so we've seen their teams grow and already some acquisitions in that space. Uh, and so that's pretty cool. Um, Roo was another one. It's it's pretty. It, it was a pretty neat tool. I did a, a demo with the the founder of that company, and it basically helps people deliver quality content with insider tips to their guests. Mm -hmm. It's not it's not about SEO because it, it, without getting into the uh, it, it down in the weeds, uh, it wouldn't be good for SEO. But it is good for actually helping guests. You know, creating a a list of things to do for a, a visitor with pets, for example, and being able to just easily email that out to them or a kid-friendly uh, list of things to do. And you can incorporate all that into your website, which makes it a much uh, a much better user experience on your site with minimal work. And so even though there's not a whole lot of benefit from an SEO standpoint, I do think that tool has um, qu quite a bit of application for your average property manager that can't do this content marketing thing uh, or, or doesn't feel like they can do this content marketing thing today with all of the other hats they're wearing and allows them to deploy that rather quickly. Um, so that was cool and um, met with Alex from Properly. Always excited to talk with him. His, uh, his app and his cleaner marketplace, uh, I'm confident, are going to be revolutionary for many property managers. It, it will solve many, many headaches, you know, whether that's 
the quality of the clean or how to find a cleaner or uh, how to ensure the guest has a, a good experience with the, the televisions being set up correctly. Everything that, that you want done, that app can address. So I think that that's one that we should all be keeping our eye on that will continue to, to grow rapidly and uh, is something to watch. Yeah, I had a, I had a demo um, with uh, Tammy uh, on on the properly app, um, I had one t- two or three years ago, but it has you know it, they, they've done so much improvement on it, and it uh, you know it's some, something that that I'm looking to integrate into my business. And really excited for for both of them because I think we've both known Alex and Tammy since since, the, since almost the beginning, and and seen how they have uh, how they have moved ahead and and become so well known in in the business and, and i think you know not not just from the airbnb side from where, where they, they sort of originated um yeah a couple of you mentioned rubaru um I, I wanted to mention some of the you know it, it's interesting to me to see so many more apps and platforms out there for guests for um making the guest experience um easier uh, and of course, easier for property managers too to get information out to them. So, just to mention for um, your welcome, uh, so your wel- yes, your welcome, uh, which is the uh, tablet that has all the uh, welcome guide information on it, and also hello here. That was that was interesting to see hello here there. <laughs> <laughs> right. See, hello here, there. Yeah. Um, I met um, I met Peter from Hello Here in Amsterdam back in February at the VRMA Europe, and then again at Antonio's uh, Vacation Rental World Summit um, in September. He, he's developed a really neat um, guest app uh, as well, uh, and of course, Hostfully. Always love to talk to David Jacoby from Hostfully. Um, who has who has something similar? So I'm I'm sort of out there looking at all these. At one point, it was just glad to have you. Um, that that was all mm-hmm. that was really available, and we tried that and didn't like it. So I'm really interested yep. in, in <laughs> all these in all these new apps that um, that are available now. There is so much technology. It really is. It it, it can be a, a bit of a minefield for a smaller or newer property manager, and. You know, my my advice to to anybody is just do the research. Don't just jump in. Fall, don't fall for the bells and whistles because I've done that in the past. You know, the bright shiny things out there and the the the, the, the massive promotion and marketing on these things and the glossy brochures doesn't always mean that it's going to do what you want it to do. <laughs> You know, on that uh, topic, Wes Melton, my, my business partner, is an expert web developer. He's uh, he's implemented software solutions at multi-billion dollar companies. He wrote a guide to evaluating software and technology uh, geared towards property managers, and that's on Matt Landau's site. He wrote that, and it basically it, it teaches somebody that's not really familiar with this stuff how they should go about evaluating, the questions they should be asking, and and how to ensure that you get the maximum bang for your buck. So anybody that's out there evaluating software solutions, I would definitely recommend uh, re- reading that post, which is over on Matt Landau's site. So the site is Vacation Rental Marketing Blog or VRMB.com. So, Correct. Uh, and I'll put a I'll put a link to that as well. Gosh, there's going to be a lot of links in this uh, <laughs> in this one. So, um, so so we looked at the general sessions. Um, we we've 
chatted a little about some of the breakout sessions and the um, the suppliers and the vendors who were there. Um, any other um, takeaways that were really important to you, David? You know, so uh, one other thing on the vendor side of things, um, LiveRes is launching something called LiveStay, which sounds uh, pretty inter- interesting. It's it's basically this idea that anybody that's on their property management software is going to be able to list each other's properties. It's an opt-in program. But let's say you're in Gatlinburg and somebody searches the dates and you don't have any properties left. Well, now you can go ahead and and show your competition's inventory right there. Now, again, this is an opt-in. You have an agreement between the two companies. And then you can earn money helping them fulfill their nights. And it's a, it's a digital handoff between the two companies. But basically, it allows you to ensure you always have inventory for your guests that you can monetize. So that's something I'm, I'm also going to be watching um, kind of on the vendor side. Yeah, that is interesting because I, um, I mean, we, we, we have a current property management system that we may or may not be continuing with. Um, so I've, I've, I've been looking at, looking at a, a, a variety of, of others and just reading through some of the brochures in the last couple of days. Um, I think it's either, it's either Streamline or Cirrus that have come up with something similar. To, and I and I wasn't quite sure what that was about to be able to to share other inventory or point people in the in the direction of other inventory. So I'm guessing that uh, you know once once one software company does it, everybody does it. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, it doesn't matter uh, uh, who's first. Everybody's going to try to copy uh, in any good feature, of course. Um, and. I think that something like that, uh, I, I know Libras calls it live stay, something like that could be a, a big game changer for the industry because I think we need a, a standardization to be rolled out across the industry. So if somebody can bundle standardization with participating in one of these platforms like that, now all of a sudden a guest will understand if they book through that that platform through that OTA almost, if you will, or through that uh, that family of brands that is going to be a standardized experience. So I think that that's where this is headed long term. If somebody can nail that, they're going to be wildly successful. Yeah, I'm sure all these software companies are out there trying to nail the whole thing at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> Not an easy task. No, indeed. So anything actually happened at, uh, at VRMA that everybody should know about? Some, something that wasn't expected. Yeah, so I think one of the, the huge pieces of news that nobody was expecting, but I'm confident did not happen during those dates by accident, was the uh, announcement of a $103.5 million round of funding to Vacasa. It's the, the, the first nine-figure uh, round of funding for any property manager. And, and when you think about it, it's almost three times – the the size of all the funding Vacasa had taken to date, so that kind of gives you an idea of just the the size of this thing, and uh, you know that's that's pretty pretty big news for the industry. That gives one of the leaders in the industry plenty of runway to go ahead and keep figuring this out to to continue the acquisitions, which of course they've already uh, done over sixty acquisitions to date, and um, this will allow them to keep growing. Whereas they're uh, they're planning on a headcount increase of fifty percent in the next twelve months. Uh, it, it's it's pretty. Uh, 
Pretty interesting. And, you know, people love to hate on the industry leader. I've heard people talking about, oh, Vacasa's in money trouble, or we've, we've got this lawsuit that could take Vacasa down, you know, with, with the, the hidden fees in their contract, all of those different things. But one thing that jumps out at me, if you look at who is uh, is leading the round and participating in the round, we have assurance growth and level equity. And these are the same people that have participated in past rounds, and they're doubling and tripling down in this round. And, and they have all the inside knowledge that, of the lawsuit, of the long-term growth plans, the strategy. And, and they're saying, you know what? We're willing to take a gamble on this company it, it go ahead, to the tune of $103.5 million because we're looking at the growth. And it's not normal for a company of this size to have plans for 70% growth over the next year. And uh, when you when you think about that, we're talking about a startup brand a few years ago that's going to surpass Wyndham Vacation Rentals in the next year if everything goes as planned. So I think that was one of the huge uh, pieces of, 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 of news, really, that came out of the, the, the conference, even though it wasn't directly related to it. Well, once again, that, that just gives rise to even more optimism for the future of the industry. I agree 100%. When you, when you look at $103.5 million with investors that have the inside picture of where the industry is going, you can bet they analyze this pretty carefully. All right, David, we've, um, we've probably reached, uh, re- reached our time, really. Um, I'd love to have more time talking uh, um, about, about it. It was absolutely great to sit down with you and Wes and have, have a little bit of time with you. Um, can't wait to see you in uh, and San Antonio next May. And just like to thank you so much for, for sharing your thoughts on VRMA National 2017. Well, thank you so much for having me, Heather. This has been a, uh, a pleasure. It always is. And looking forward to seeing you again in the near future as well. Absolutely. So, so thank you to David Angotti of SmokyMountains.com for sharing all those great takeaways and insights from the National VRMA Conference 2017. So next events, um, I think pretty sure I'm going to Paris uh, for VRMA Europe in 2018. And then, of course, there will be the Vacation Rental Success Summit um, in May. Uh, In the meantime, of course, there is um, VRM Intel's event in November. Um, so you still have time to register for that. It, that's in Gatlingburg. Uh, I haven't got the dates to hand, but they'll be going on the show notes as well. So please remember to go to the um, the cottageblogger.com. Check out the show notes. And uh, we're, we're getting a lot of new subscribers to the uh, to, to the Vacation Rental Success Podcast. We need more. So it's not often I do ask for you to go along and uh, and put a review on iTunes um, if, uh, if you so desire. We'd love to get a review from you and to subscribe to the podcast so it comes into your, uh, your device of choice every single week. So for those of you who are new to this podcast, we do deliver a new episode every Wednesday morning. Uh, always pleased to hear from anybody. If you'd uh, like to email me at heather at cottageblogger.com, I'd love to hear what you think about the podcast. If you have any suggestions or ideas on how we can improve 
or any suggestions for who I might interview in the future, I would love to hear from you. So once again, thank you so much for listening. This has been a great recap of VRMA. Um, and um, it's been a super time. I've had a super time here in Orlando and St. Augustine. Next week, I will be in, where will I be? Carabell Beach down on the panhandle of Florida. And that's where you will hear from me next time. This episode of Vacation Rental Success is over, but don't worry, Heather will be back soon. Want more great resources? Visit cottageblogger.com for tips, tricks, downloads, and strategies to help you achieve profit from your vacation rental business. 